Hello, and welcome to this short lecture from the History Teachers Talking Podcast. I am Peter Zablocki. My fellow history teacher and best friend Tom Reska and I co-host full-length episodes of History Teachers Talking Podcast, where we decided to supplement the longer episodes with these short lectures that will be brought to you by either myself or by Tom and dispersed between our regularly scheduled topics and conversations. Meriwether Lewis, in 1806, was 33 years old and a national hero. Within three years, he would be found shot twice in a small cabin in a Tennessee wilderness. One of the longest lingering murder mysteries in American history. So what actually happened to Meriwether Lewis? Was he murdered? Well, let's find out. There's actually no official inquest into Lewis' death, so we don't really know much about it. However, Thomas Jefferson was a really good friend of Lewis and kind of took it upon himself to figure out what exactly happened in that cabin. You see, Meriwether Lewis grew up only about eight miles away from Thomas Jefferson. So Jefferson really, really liked him from the beginning, took him out of the army and made him his private secretary. Eventually, he personally chose him to lead the expedition across the continent, the famous Lewis and Clark expedition. What Jefferson does is he decides that he's going to investigate his friend's death. And after much investigation and whatever available evidence he had, he concluded that it was indeed a suicide. After returning to St. Louis, Meriwether Lewis was appointed the governor of Upper Louisiana. However, he did not do so well being a politician as he did being an adventureman. Meriwether Lewis was somewhat of an adventure junkie in today's terms. He was not the best politician in the sense that he really overlooked a lot of issues and never really put his mind into doing too much. Once Jefferson left office, Lewis was left without a backer in Washington, D.C., and he managed to alienate his new bosses, particularly the Secretary of War, William Eustis. The matter came to a head when the Secretary of War accused Lewis of spending too much money to govern the Upper Louisiana Territory, specifically spending too much money in dealing with Native Americans. When Lewis disagreed and fought back, Eustis saw this as a complete disregard for higher authority. He also believed that Lewis was contracting his brother's company to help move and relocate some of the Native Americans, which was a clear sign of nepotism. Lewis, at this time, to make matters even worse for him, was already deeply in debt. He also never hid the fact that he hated being a politician. It was too boring for him. When the Secretary of War Eustis refused to pay Lewis expenses, claiming that he spent enough money on Lewis and gave him more than enough, Lewis found himself in near bankruptcy. He got to the point that in 1809, he had to ask his good friend Clark, partner in the Corps of Discovery, to give him some money just so he could get by. With the money flow cut off from Washington, Lewis decided in September of 1809, he was going to go to Washington to make his case to the Secretary of War in person. He needed more money to govern Upper Louisiana. Along his way, Lewis stopped at Fort Pickering, near today's Memphis. During his stay, he drank to excess, and according to the fort's commander, became quite delusional. As a result, the commander actually put Lewis in the fort's sickbay for a few days to sober up. It took nearly a week before Lewis was ready to set off on his journey to Washington to argue his case to William Eustis. This time, he was accompanied by Major James Neely, a United States agent from Fort Pickering, assigned as a precaution to help Lewis on his journey. About two weeks later, two of the horses escaped, 
and Lewis proceeded onto a small inn while Nellie decided to stay behind to track down the horses. The inn that Lewis found himself in was owned by Mrs. Grinder. Ms. Grinder said that Lewis arrived already drunk. She said that he was deranged enough that she did not want to be around him. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. So, she wound up giving him a house and wound up sleeping in one nearby just to get away from him. Of course, she knew who he was. He was a very famous person by this time, but she still did not want anything to do with him. At about three in the morning, she heard two pistol shots and she went into Lewis's room. She found that he'd shot himself in the head and a little below the chest. According to her first statement, Lewis' last words were, I have done the business, my good servant. Give me some water. That was the story that Jefferson pieced together about the last moments of his good friend. When William Clark reacted to the news that was sent over to him by Jefferson, he supposedly stated, I fear the weight of his mind has overcome him. The verdict was clear. Meriwether Lewis committed suicide from depression. Yet, some people doubt that story. The grinder's cabin lay in Nanchez Trace. It was a trail that was really known at the time for the presence of many bandits. These bandits continuously robbed and killed people before and after this event. Also, Lewis had about $120 with him when he left Fort Pickering. This $120 was never found. Is it possible that maybe, just maybe, he was actually attacked by one of these bandits? Also, Ms. Grinder kept on changing her story over the years. It was never told in the same detail. First, she said she went in to see him after the shots and she was with her servants. Other times she was alone, and other times she was there with her children. In some of her stories, she gave Lewis the water he asked for, and in others, she did not. She even wound up changing what he said to her. At one point, years later, she said that Lewis' last words were, I am no coward, but I am so strong, so hard to die. In fact, Grinder's story changed so many times that we're not really sure if she was even really there when it happened. Was she covering up for someone? I guess we'll never know. Ultimately, there are no eyewitness accounts of what actually transpired in that cabin and who fired those shots. So therefore, we'll never really know whether Meriwether Lewis was murdered or committed suicide. Now, like Jefferson's, historians that followed mostly believe that it was indeed suicide due to the fact that Meriwether Lewis always defied death, needed to live on the edge, 
and just could not handle the stationary lifestyle of a politician. Add to that the fact that he was broke and could no longer sustain himself, it would be possible. And so, this is how ended the life of Meriwether Lewis of the famous Lewis and Clark expedition. Certainly leaves something to think about. Hope you enjoyed the short lecture. See you guys next week. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast, and if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.